0: My my mai, and a hotaka hōtaka, you're with the panel on RNZ National Power Ballad Friday. Lovely to be with you. Today, the parents of the baby needing urgent heart surgery tried to stop doctors preparing the infant for the operation last night. We're joined by Professor Tim Dare, who looks into parental rights and medical decisions. That just after four today. No extramarital sex, if you go to Bali, could have big implications for New Zealand tourists. Will a government travel advisory be needed? We discussed that. And the March census is likely to be the most talked about, thanks to the inclusion of certain questions. That at 4.35 today. And long-time Wellington resident Anna Dean said on the panel yesterday, Wellington Arts is losing its spark to Auckland David Farah said, I dispute that. we we'll talk about that toward the end of the show. And a U.S. tourist to New Zealand had never heard of the word baubles. Well-known word here in Aotearoa isn't it? What word stumped you uh, if you have uh, arrived or uh, if you're a resident in New Zealand now? Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at RNZ. With us this afternoon, Sue Kesley, women's advocate, author, and former Green MP. Sue, nice to have you on. Kiora Wallace, coming to you from the creative capital of New Zealand. (laughs) We will discuss Sue Kiora and also Peter Dunn, former minister and leader of. United Future. Peter, kia ora. Good afternoon, Wallace. Great to be back and uh, yes. great to
1: be across the the, the the table with Sue. It's like old times.
0: <laughs> Indeed it is. Now, jumping into the Friday Mailbag briefly this afternoon, we discussed, of course we did the Three Waters Bill, which passed yesterday with Labor's support loan. Now, we conducted... A panel snapshot poll, unscientific, sure, but it was just a snapshot poll based on what you know uh, about Three Waters as it stands, and I asked, would you support it, would you not? Um, We had a big response, needless to say. 58% of you said yes, we would support it. 42% said no. Couple of other responses here. No, I do not support Three Waters. I have come to the conclusion I do not trust this government at all. I want them gone. They seem pretty incompetent. Another one says I completely support Three Waters. Four councils instead of 67. Specialist, legal, scientist, administrative people. Less amateur floundering. Around the panel on this one. How do you see this, Sue Kesley?
2: Yeah, well, I personally don't support uh, Three Waters. I think it's the whole structure is far too convoluted, taking away assets from local government. So, yeah, no, I'm not a fan of it.
1: Peter? Well, I think there's, there are simpler ways of achieving the same outcome. There's no doubt more investment was needed, but I think this is a very complicated and unwieldy structure put in place to uh, deal with a problem that's been years in the making. <laughs> And that is why it 's perhaps
0: complicated because it is so systemic, it is so entrenched the issue of providing um, fresh drinking water, good storm water i mean you 're talking about billions tens or hundreds of billions of dollars needed to be done so um, we 've got to start somewhere, and some would say this government made the leap to try and do it, Yes, but it hasn 't taken people
2: with them, and you know what yeah. if you don 't take people with you. Uh, You risk, you know, people being alienated. You risk the next government coming along and uh, chucking it out. I mean, I wish that we had a much more consensus form of government so we didn't have, you know, one party comes in and introduces some bit of legislation and then uh, the next government comes in and throws it out. So, you know, you've got to take the population with you, in my view.
0: All right, yes, and we did discuss that yesterday. So our two panellists this afternoon, Sue Kesley and Peter Dunn, not for uh, the three waters as it stands. Uh, Anna Dean also brought up the issue of taking the plunge. Social media, she said. She's sick of it. And interesting response here. Wallace, good on your panellists for getting off social media. I haven't been on Facebook since 2014. Twitter since 2016, Instagram since 2017, and I don't touch the rest. I'm a web developer full-time and would never touch any of these platforms, and I don't allow my children to either. Much better headspace without the likes of that. We also touched on closing Marston Point and jet fuel contamination. Uh, Hessel says it was a terrible rationale to totally rely on the assumption of uninterrupted supply chain tanker ships from Southeast Asia super refineries, said Hessel. And Sandra in Dunedin says the reason Marston Point closed... Sandra's view, was because the government, including the Greens, gave them the signal that New Zealand had to become carbon neutral and the eye would be no future for their fuels. Um, Any comment on that? That was big uh, news
1: a couple of days back, Peter. Well, I think it was, it's clearly a strategic mistake. I mean, the idea that we would be reliant on international seaways at the moment in, in an environment that's very volatile, particularly in our part of the world, but also further abroad, to secure um, a steady stream of supply, I think, is very naive. And I think that just this particular incident, which is comparatively small in the big scheme of things, just demonstrates our vulnerability. And unfortunately, it'll be New Zealanders who will suffer over the Christmas period, and they may not take kindly to that.
2: So I agree entirely. I just can't believe that we would make ourselves so vulnerable to you know, supply chain issues, you know, in, vulnerable in terms of energy. We don't have a food security uh, strategy. And I just think that uh, we're incredibly naive, and I completely agree with Peter that it is uh, a strategic asset, and we should be keeping a whole, you know, have a whole strategy to keep our strategic assets, not flick them off.
0: Okay. Now, uh, lovely responses regarding words such as baubles that you never knew what they were when you arrived in Aotearoa. Teresa says, uh, I f- "When I first... Heard the words, I'm stoked. What does that mean? Um, also, I just arrived from England. I was told someone's parents had a dairy. I pictured a dairy farm, not a corner shop. Another person says, Pun it. What's that? Now, we need to talk about this new Netflix series, The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. It has been all the rage virally. People are talking about this uh, across the world. We veer, don't we, from totally fascinated to completely over it some interesting things jump out harry takes aim at the daily mail who ran this headline if you can believe it harry's girl is almost straight out of compton gang-scarred home of her mother revealed now megan's not from compton
1: has never lived there there's a hierarchy of the family you know there's leaking but there's also planting of stories There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's genders.
0: And Harry said the direction of the palace uh, was just don't say anything. Others say in this series they're acting like disaster survivors. And I know you wanted to raise this issue, Sue.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I get that uh, Meghan is incredibly privileged, she's narcissistic, and, uh, you know, you can argue you've brought a lot of this uh, on themselves. But I am horrified by the extent of the the way the British tabloid press, in particular, <laughs> demonise and hound them, and, you know, she's become this sort of figure of hate subject to misogynistic abuse, and, you know, bullying is considered illegal, and yet they're basically being subject to what I would see as virtually collective bullying by the British tabloid press, and also like it's, it's illegal to stalk and yet the British media seem to think it's their right to sort of stalk and harass and abuse Meghan and Harry. So I, uh, I, I really think it's all gone out of control and got too far. She's almost like a uh, – considered like a modern witch, a bit, a bit in the same Ooh. way that uh, Hillary Clinton was during the America last election when she stood for president.
1: Pretty strong words there, uh, Peter. Well, I, I just think it's um – appalling really to see the dysfunctionality of that family being portrayed on television in so many different ways i mean i don't think any of them come out of it particularly glamorously i just think it's a family that's that's so tied up with living the, the sort of the dream of being the royal family that they've actually lost the plot as to what being a real family inclusive of its members is all about
0: all right, very good. Kia ora both. Uh, what uh, are your thoughts on that? Are, are you interested or are you just not interested in this new Netflix series of Harry and Meghan? It's time for I've Been Thinking. Sue casually, take it away.
2: Uh, Yes, well, Wallace, yesterday uh, National MP Nicola Willis had a private members bill drawn from the parliamentary ballot, and that would allow new parents to share parental leave between them or take it at the same time, and and I think this is a very uh, positive initiative, but... I think we need to go much, much further than this because in New Zealand only somewhere around 2 to 4% of men take parental leave, whereas in a country like Sweden it's closer to 90% wow. of men. And And the reason Gosh. for this is that... Both parents in most countries in Scandinavia, they have, whether they're fathers, mothers, same-sex partners, they have equal access to paid parental leave. And in Finland, which is a country we like to compare ourselves with, each parent, for example, gets is entitled to one hundred and sixty days of paid parental leave. So I where's think, that again, Sue? That was in in Finland, right. And I think it's time that we followed Finland and Scandinavia gave equal access to both parents to paid parental leave because if as long as we only have say a couple of two percent of men taking parental leave we're never going to have shared parenting in New Zealand. New Zealand men will miss out on you know bonding with their kids women will continue to be saddled with uh, all the responsibility of child rearing. Uh Wallace did you take uh, paid parental leave or parental leave when you I, had your delightful child?
0: It's a great question so I think I took 2 or 3 weeks.
2: Yeah, that's the norm. And it's yeah. the most so the 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 normally it's the woman takes is allowed 6 weeks and the man is at uh, two weeks of unpaid leave. And and that's sort of become the norm, and we need to change all of that. It's
0: incredible, isn't it, when you see Finland, for example. (laughs) It's it's light years away. It's it's actually quite weird to think that. It's actually, I know that was the case. It's very odd. It's revolutionised child rearing there. They have shared parenting. It's changed everything. uh, We talked last week about the indices and why Finland is at the top of the charts on nearly everything. That would be another reason. Maybe. Uh, that could be looked into we might talk come back to that next week anyway, thank you so i 've been thinking peter
1: dunn well i 've been thinking about the ongoing saga between the New Zealand Rugby board and grant Robert, uh, not Grant Robertson Scott Robertson over the issue mm. of the All allback coach i 'm not particularly interested in. The outcome, except to say it seems to be heading towards an inevitable conclusion that by the time a decision is made, he'll be lost to New Zealand, he'll have gone overseas. And that brings me to my major point, which is really this is symptomatic, I think, of a lot of New Zealand organisations who lack at their executive and board level, the leadership capability to actually work their way through tricky strategic decisions and come up with the right outcome in a timely way. And if we're seeking, if you look across the sweep of New Zealand, the number of, uh, I'm not talking about business organisations, but non-business organisations that play a significant role in the community, uh, I think there's a real gap there in terms of the leadership capacity within those organisations, which I think impacts upon their performance and impacts... Ultimately, on the performance of the country as a whole. So lack leadership I just, in New Zealand. I just think that, um, that you know this is a, a saga playing out before our eyes at the moment. We all sort of have this horrible sense of what the outcome is going to be, but everyone seems powerless to do something about it. We've got to change that mentality as well. It's very similar to what Sue was saying about getting to the notion of shared parenting. This is getting to the notion of people being sharp enough and smart enough to make the right decisions in good time.
0: Quick response on that, Sue. We lack leadership, training, focus. Well, I think
2: we—it's that came up with members of parliament, didn't it? That they suddenly realised that MPs were were never, or many of them, had no experience whatsoever in managing uh, staff, for example, and yet they were suddenly put in charge of uh, a whole raft of staff uh, with often uh, dire consequences. So yes, I'm sure we do need. Uh, more leadership training.
0: Leslie says, "I've lived in Alderaw over forty years and only heard sparrow fart last night for the first time. My confusion caused huge laughter at the bridge table." Sue, hugely Peter done with me Friday afternoon. Lovely to be with you.